welcome welcome to nuanced insights and more with your host jb nevari this is a place where we have nuanced conversations and thin out conflicting ideas hi welcome back to nuanced insights and more with myself jb nevari I'm super excited that you are catching yet another episode on nuanced insights and more. The conversation on navigating transition uh navigating transitions has kicked off and it has been going and it's it's quite um humbling to see the contributions that have been coming in and the reviews. I'm, I think I'm I'm quite excited that you guys are part of the conversation. Uh plugged in Uh, like many people as they listen the listen to the episodes you are texting me on the sides you know asking more questions giving me your opinions um and some of you are just thanking me for for sparking this conversation because it's sort of like one of those things that uh we all go through but most of us did not have the language to to appropriate what is this thing that I'm going through so so it's like you're just being clapped by a spook you can see like there's just a invisible ghost that is just dealing with you <laughs> so this conversation is sort of like bringing out um what what feels invisible yet so tangible um that sometimes we're not struggling guys we're actually very competent um we're actually very equipped uh, we we have the right raw materials around us it's just that we don't know how to appropriate them because we don't have the language of what we are going through Um so this conversation has sparked that and it's it's just uh, giving us language to be able to navigate these life transitions that all of us in the world individually corporately um even as the world the world as a whole going through transitions at many different levels so i am enjoying this conversation a lot 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 so today i i i i'm not alone um I've brought through one of my sisters one of my friends um and ex colleague um we met in 2020 2019 actually yes 2019 because um it was at my sister's birthday party in Midrand yes what was i doing there you with Sianda so Sianda was coming to the gig and then he brought you i think you were going to go home yes i was passing by where was i coming from But you were going home. Yes, I was you going were, home. You were waiting for your ride so you came in. Um you were wearing that almost like Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and What? I was like this is JB because we said I had been seeing yeah. a lot. Yes, I remember at Webo Mangi's day. Yeah. And then we then and I had interviewed at Treasure, ne? Yes. Was it and I knew that I was coming. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. And apparently um there was stuff that I had said like tips that I had said to Sianda that he passed on to you for the for the interview. For the interview. Yeah. And I didn't even know. Wow. <laughs> wow. So yeah, Kwenga Kwenga is here guys. Uh, Kwenga was a big sister at work. Um yeah, like she was just those who know, she was just the go-to person when you have any question about anything at work. Um so we sort of like um developed a relationship beyond beyond work she's just just but a good sister to all of us even Sianda and and Mangi yeah like once we talk about Kanga we're just like hey, that one is just a special human being <laughs> yeah 
A lot. We talk about That's you a crazy. lot. A lot. A lot. So welcome to Nuanced Insights and More Clank. Ah, thank you. Thank you, Claps. Claps there. I want my claps. <laughs> 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 Thank you for having me. So, so there was just no way I was going to have these conversations on nuanced insights and Kwenga was not going to come. It was just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, even the, the first day we had the chat about this, we were really locked it down. So it was just a matter of, okay, what, what, when, I'm, when, when am I going to bring you in? But it was already final uh, that you're going to come to, to the podcast. Kwenga has, is, does many things in life. <laughs> yeah, you do many things in life. Um, so I've heard. I remember the one time we went to um those those who are those who have me on WhatsApp will remember that video where I was uh we were in Menlin Mall. It was mm. late. Yeah, so we went out to play at the what the fun company. Yeah, the fun company. Yeah, that was that was your birthday, right? Yes. So Sianda and I and Maggie just went Rocked to play up. with yeah, to play with Kwenga there. <laughs> And then after that, we wanted to go eat, and then restaurants were, were, were closed. closed. So we had chicken licking instead. Yes, yeah, we had chicken. Because, yeah, and there's that video where I'm, as, as the restaurants are closing, as the people are closing, I'm begging for, for, for food. I should actually put up that. I, I'll look for that video. I need to put it up accompanying That's this. That's my episode. favorite video yeah. of all time. Outside, it's Panarotis. Yes, yes. yes. Like, that was just fun, you know. <laughs> uh, so that was Tenga's birthday. That's still, like, one of the highlights of all my birthdays. Like, I'm not someone that really? celebrates birthdays, or at least I didn't. But that day ne. is so special to me. That was, was, was so crazy, but that it was, was so mad. nice. Yeah, that was me. Like, I felt like... A six-year-old, you know, like yeah. I just felt young and just having fun. And we are young. We are young, yeah. We are, but hey. Sort of. Bills, kind of bills. Yeah, they make you feel. Bills make us forget that we're actually <laughs> young. <laughs> bills make us forget that we're young, but we are young, you know. True, true. Um, true. But I think one of the recent um, interesting things, uh, what what Kringa is doing on the side, outside of a corporate life, mm. uh, she's a writer and editor of Musicist. Yes. Um, just tell us about that. Oh, wow. Thank you. So I'm Tonga Lyric Noche. I always have to say that because some people are like, are you Lyric? Are you Tonga? <laughs> it's me. Okay. Uh, I have two names. Um, yes, musicist.co.za is a digital platform mm. publication, rather. Um, it's a music publication where we document thoughts, ideas, stories, all related to music. Mm. Um, we talk to the people who make the music, their stories, because they're human, right? And they've had experiences that have led to the music. Mm. Um, we explore projects, EPs, videos, um, even just merging and understanding how the music speaks to the time and the era that it was created, mm. or how it's still relevant today. Sure. So it's a school of thought, I would say. Mm. Um, we engage with all types of music, all types of people. And it's been it's been a beautiful ride. Sure, um, and I hope to see it grow up a lot more. Sure, I read your your late. Is it? I, I'm not sure if it's your latest, but the one with the Ntokos. Oh yes, Ntokos on Bamboo. Yeah. Yes. So, do you like get on a call or you send through questions? <laughs> so it depends, right? Um, with some we get on a call. Okay. Some we meet in person. Oh wow. Um, some it's almost like back and forth communication via email where it's yeah. like, this is my question, what's your yeah. answer? So it's a whole host of things to bring that final product to the people f- yeah. to read. 
Yeah. Um, this one with Ntokozo specifically for me was very important because as soon as I listened to her album, yeah, I was like, this is the first time Ntokozo has had an in-studio album. That's the first thing that clicked because oh, all her previous albums they were, they were, live. were live. Yeah. So that's when I was like, I need to just speak to her. I need to get an understanding of how this came to came be. To and be. that's how the article happened. Mm. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, actually, it was the first day eh? because the, the first one, I think, was that on Ezuma was there. Mm. You saw it. Yes. Because uh, Jacob was <laughs> a Christian. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering. <laughs> and then she did, um, so she did that one, then she did Field. Yes. After she, I think just uh, when she exited Joyous. Yeah. The purple one. The purple, yes. Oh, I remember was, that, that one. Was, that was crazy. And then she did I think that changed the game for South African music. Listen. Gospel music. I think... I would dare say that she has changed the face of gospel music. Right. For all time. From from her days at Joyas and then when she became, when she went individual. Yes. And it's also because of how she expresses herself. Mm. Right. You know, it, there was a point where gospel was almost like noise. Sure. It was just like, sure. grab a mic saying, mm. but she's so poised. No, no, no. no. Right? The technique, her vocal technique, her vocal mad. range. Right. Mad. And that's probably why at some point people would tell her, to go outside of gospel and to like R&B and something because, you know, of how mm. her range is. And she was like, no, this is my gift. Sure. This is my calling. Sure. Sure. And I will hone my skill towards my passion, mm. towards my gift and towards what I'm called for. Sure. And that's why it still hits. No, because it's mad, man. Like, yeah. Then after that spirit and life, then they did the anniversary project. Oh, that was a beautiful Yeah. Thing. Oh! Then, then she went silent for some time, you mm. know? <laughs> And then you're like, what's happening? You know, she but we were just, I was like, I, I kept following, I was singing in conferences in uh, Ghana, like large conferences. But she was not like, and I was quite, I was like, because of material. <laughs> hey, then lavish worship. Hi, bo. So mad. So I, I really enjoyed reading that that piece that you did with it. Oh, thank you. And then other stuff that I remember when we, we went out that night, you were just telling us of other stuff that you've been, you were doing while you were still in university. I was just like, Gregor is just doing a lot. <laughs> yes. So I've done quite a number of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, There's outreaches, there were entrepreneurial ventures, yeah. Yeah. there was coaching, there was facilitating. Um, some I've left, like I've stopped doing mm. because they've ran their course, right? Okay. Sometimes I felt like, okay, there's nothing I can contribute past this point. Mm. Um, with some ventures, it's a matter of I still need to grow a bit more. Then okay, I'll come those. back. Yeah. And yes. And some it's just they were part of the journey. Yeah. But yeah, I've done I've done quite a bit. No, you've done a lot. You've actually <laughs> you've actually done a lot and you just kill it everywhere, you know. So thank you. Thank quite you. Appreciate that I think I'm drawn yeah. to people. So when, I, yeah. when there are people, there I will be and I will do something. I think that's where we're connected. Mm, really. Definitely. Yeah, it's a lot for people. And yeah, we, when we when we just spoke, Nje, like we could just easily connect. Yeah. I think I knew we'd hit it off before we met because <laughs> of how Sianda described you, right? Because every second sentence, JB was like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this so, JB guy, I need to meet this So we must give props to Sianda. Yes. No, no, I no. mean, I knew you when you're still JB, though, and now you are I'm, I'm never, Mr. Nevar. Mr. Nevar. And you actually were at the wedding, eh? Of course. Yeah. We had special. to see you off, fella. Ah, <laughs> that was special. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Kwenga, I brought you in for the, for the, for the, for the, transitions conversation yes sir yeah so you've definitely listened to 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 the episodes what where's your mind like where's your mind around uh, transitions 
I really think this is an important conversation to have. Yep. Um, shout out to you for bringing it on. I think I am definitely a person that has. <laughs> I'm a person that has definitely gone through transitions myself. Sure. I think I'm still in a transition of two or three. Yeah. Um, and there'll still be many more transitions to come. I sure. think transitions are as guaranteed as life, as breathing, mm. as night and day. Sure. Right. And how we navigate them or don't determines mm. how we progress in this life. Sure. Sure. Right? I also believe and think that transitions are not linear. Oh, okay. All right. They're, they're definitely not linear. Okay, okay. And I'm looking at you and giving that look like, what? Yeah, I'll unpack. Um, unpack. <laughs> what I mean is, um, you know how we understand life. We understand it in terms of time. Like there's the past, the present, the future. Um, Life as we know it is very linear. It's mm, very from point wow. A to point B to point C. Whereas life outside the physical, even spiritual and otherwise, is more circular. It's more about cycles. Um, so it can oh, go wow. back. Can ah, that's so good. <laughs> that is so good. It goes forward, <laughs> back, like all around. And that's how transitions are. Um, I believe you will experience a certain type of transition more than once in your life until you learn the lesson. Oh, <laughs> right? that is such a good thought. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I really, really think. And so as we navigate, sometimes we're so quick to want to move past the transition that you don't live in it. And so you call it back because it will come back as many times as it needs to until you learn the lesson. Mm. Right. Um, also, there are, I think the types, there are various types of transitions. Mm. There are transitions that you see that are evident, right? The result of an event, like mm. moving from high school to yeah, varsity, yeah. that you see it. Yeah, going to varsity, this is a transition, right? Going, being a mother or a father for mm. the first time, mm. or even the second time. Yeah, an event happened. Therefore, you need to change yeah. accordingly. Just got married, and I think those are you start a new job. Sure, right? I think those are transitions that are easier to navigate because you see. It's inception. Mm, okay. You can pinpoint this is where this transition started. Yeah. And therefore, as the changes come, yeah. you are more mentally prepared for yeah. that. I think the hardest transitions to navigate and to accept are transitions where you are transforming towards an event. So you need to change first so that you have the character to uphold the chapter you're walking into. Sure. And those are difficult because you don't always see its inception. Mm. You find yourself in it. And you're like, I don't understand. Why are things falling apart? Sure. Right? You get a revelation that you should go left, for example. Mm. And you must start this ministry. Sure. And you do. Yeah. Because you got that revelation. Yeah. And it works for the first month. And then the second month, all of a sudden, it falls apart. And you're thinking, no way. I got the word. Yeah. Right. I got a clear understanding of what needs to be done. And you might have. Yeah. But there's a transition. So that transition of everything falling apart is because you need to shed off everything you thought you were mm. so that you can actually access who you are mm. and who you ought to be. So that when you do get to that bigger ministry in this instance, mm. you have the grace and the character to see it forth. 
So it was a taste. You got a glimpse. But because life is not linear. Sure. sure. Sometimes you think you're getting the vision for today, but it's actually for 20 years from now. Right? Mm. You still mm. need to work towards it. Sure. I think it's similar to the Joseph story. Yeah. Where he saw, like he had yeah, yeah, yeah. And for him, it was like, I saw the stream, so it's, it's going to happen. And it did. But what happened in the cycles? In the cycles, in the interim. What happens between when you get the revelation and the word and when it manifests? Because that period is transition. Yo, oh, that's so good. That is, yeah, that is powerful. Right. I think the third thing then is navigating transitions when you are in different seasons within the different spheres of your life. Wait, when, wait that's a lot. Just, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just, go back. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, just restart that. You're going to have to do that with me a lot because you know me. I will oh, go, no, this is good. I will get into my head. Yeah. So what I mean is when you are in a transition where you are in winter in one aspect, so you're withering oh. off, but you're in summer in another aspect of your life. Right. Let's say financially you're in summer. Yeah. Right. Your businesses are booming. But emotionally you're in winter. You are broken. Yeah. Right. It might be because you've just experienced grief. It might be because you're realizing that the summer in the finances is not enough to complete you as a person. Sure. So even that gift is now has a back end. Mm. And it's showing you the parts of you that are leaking. Right? How do you then navigate those, those, two? those two? Because you're doing great here. Yeah. And you might just want to end up focusing on the business because that's great. But what you don't realize is even that cycle might go into a winter. And if you don't have anything to fall back on, if what you are is simply based on that summer season in your finances, then when that goes into autumn, which I think is actually great, they call it fall. Right, like Americans, they call it fall because mm. that's the season when things fall off. Mm, yeah, and only the things that are true remain. The leaves will fall, but the branches remain Yo. with the trunk because that's what you need to recreate. It's so, so yeah, I, I'm gonna go back to 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 the first one. Let's but go. Let, let's let's no no let's stay here a bit. So what 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 looks like what what does the the core structure look like, um, because here you are putting this, uh, you are putting these areas of life parallel mm. that are running their own systems, mm. um, and whilst the wheel is on the upside, on the other, the wheel is on the downside, on the other, mm. but they keep running, yes. and they are running in this one big ecosystem, which is yourself. Probably as 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 individuals, and I'm not yet gonna call the lady in you yet. Just holistic as human beings, what should we consider to be a core structure that can handle all these cycles from different areas mm. that are they are happening? They are the pace at which they are unfolding is not the same. Mm. The level of depth is not the same. Um, the consequences of getting it wrong might probably not be the same, but they should all hinge on this. What does this, what should this structure look like? Mm. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> so I think for the structure mm. comes down to who am I? Sure. And what is it that I do? Mm. When you can first differentiate yourself 
from what you do, oh. you're then starting to get somewhere. Okay. Right. Because if you can say, for example, with me, I can say, I am Lyric or I am Goenga or I am this person or you are JB. Yeah. And this is what makes me, me. Right. It is your sanity. It is your love. It is your abilities that are inherent in who you are. Mm. It is the things that if everything was to go to dust, they would still remain. Sure. Um, if you look at the story sure. of Job, mm. everything went to dust. His spirit remained. That's who he was. Mm. And that led to his diligence and his understanding. And sure. that's another thing. I think that one of the most important things to core structure of a human is comprehension. Huh? One of the key <laughs> elements to a human, right? Yeah. Is comprehension. Your ability to understand. Yeah. Because, and I say, let me explain why. Yeah. You can know something, but you can never own it until you truly understand it. Mm. You can't even dispel it until you truly understand it. Right? You, nothing is ever yours if you don't understand sure. it. Sure. Sure. Right? And that comes with transition. And also, understanding doesn't mean you have all the answers. You, you have all the answers, yeah. It means you understand, you can comprehend, comprehend. and make sense of why I'm here or what it is that I'm experiencing. I'm experiencing a transition and it doesn't help that I resist it. Let me sit in this transition. Let me engage with this transition. Sure. Let me find myself at the feet of this transition so that it can tell me why. Where, where is, what, what then do I do with the tension of, and I love that thought so much and that's why I'm asking this question. Mm -hmm. What then do I do with the tension of a, a, a transitional cycle that is coming with so much potency and for me to be to be to be to be true and to be real um and try to skill myself to go through this transition i need to sit into it as you're saying but what then how then do i navigate the tension of allowing the transition or whatever that looks like to have its course and to speak versus me trying to direct the the output, probably because I'm thinking where this transition wants me to go, what I'm feeling and what I think at this moment. It's probably not aligned to my core, um, but this is what is being suggested and this is what life is throwing at me that I need to do this, but I also want to have some sort of control to say i'm not gonna go there or allow myself okay i'm gonna explore that uh, and then come back how how do you deal with that tension oh that's a good one you know the thing about sometimes you don't need to deal because it will do with you <laughs> and allow me to and let me explain yeah yeah, its name. yeah and this is why some you know that's the thing about us we know yeah this is happening to me but we choose to deviate from it and and do everything in our power to not face it or reject mm. it because sure. it's uncomfortable sure it's sure uncertain sure i'm going to go through this transition and then what right we talk about the light at the end of the tunnel 
I can't even see the next step. Sure. So that's what we're fighting. We're fighting that need to control everything. But what if you don't mm. need to control? I mean, that's the whole point of submitting. What if you just submit yourself to the moment? What mm. happens? But we don't want to do that. Oh, that's, it's because it's hard. Eh? Because it's hard. Right? There's a lot of power in being flexible. Okay. There's a lot of strength okay. in being adaptable. Okay. Okay. But to get there, you need to be able to say, I may bend, mm. but I'll never break. And even if I do break, I will mend. Sure. Because that's the power of restoration. Mm. Right? Um, it's to accept the fact that in this life, I will experience many deaths. And from those dead places, there shall be resurrection. Sure. If I allow it to. Because ah. transition is not what you should fear. Right? I think a lot of us walk around with so many dead places in us that we never address because we're too scared of the pain that comes with that. Sure. Because you need to sit, you need to accept the fact that no transition is going to come pain-free. Right? Sure. But you do have the endurance in you to withstand it and move beyond it. Sure. If, Women who give birth were so afraid of the pain that they would choose not to bear any children. We would have no population. Mm. Mm. But it's the comprehension of there's something that comes afterwards. If I endure, I'll see the life. Sure. And that's the same with transition. If I endure the transition, I'll see life. But every time you avoid transition, something will die in you and you'll never resurrect that thing. Or forget resurrecting it. What about the things that die in you so other things can be reborn? For example, mm. I was very close with my grandmother, yeah. right, my maternal grandmother. Yeah. And she passed on. And that's a transition. Sure. Because who am I when I'm not her granddaughter? Mm. How do I exist in a world where I don't have the protection of my grandmother? Sure. Right? A part of me died with her. And it's okay. Sure. To acknowledge that. And then, because that's the grief. Mm. And when you allow that grief to sit and you allow to yourself to face it, you can then be reborn in love. But I never will get to that point if I don't sit in that grief and let it be. Mm. Because that's a transition. And then accept the new normal. Sure. Transition comes with accepting the new normals. Because you're always creating a new normal. Sure. So that's also why for me, when someone talks about a norm, I'm always like, mm. what is a norm? Because it's a moving target. What's normal to me today it's won't be normal tomorrow. to you, nor will it be normal to me in two years from now. Yeah. Because I would have learned and seen a new normal. And I think uh, on a holistic level, COVID showed us that, right? We had, we had the, 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 this word, new normal. Mm. <laughs> Which is normal. Which was normal then. It's still normal now. Right? Because the benchmark of normal has moved. Right? Sure. Let's go back. <laughs> let's go, sir. Let's, let's, is it too much? Hey, you, are so de- you are dealing. You are dealing. <laughs> let's, let's go back to... You, you, you spoke about um, the... 
the transition preceding the an event particularly mm. yeah mm. and i i think i want us to zone into that mm. and in some instances if we can try to practicalize it um i, I was quite interested when you highlighted the thought around the building of the character to handle the, mm. that which is coming um how does to go there a little you know um to say in 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 our normal life cycles uh what does that look like perhaps and and probably if you can probably then probably just slightly drill down more maybe on the the significance of that character that you that you brought up mm. um what it plays the the role it plays in in the whole ecosystem of transitions mm that's that's a confusing question yeah but it's, you yeah, will unpack it yeah <laughs> i'll unpack it so as you asking me i'm like let me think of an example that we can use yeah and i think one that's close to home i think for the both of us is varsity right accounting because yeah. we studied the we same studied thing. accounting yeah think about the transition of that experience mm. right of going into varsity and you're studying um accounting yeah. for purposes of this you could have been studying engineering psychology anything but i'm just saying accounting because j yeah, and i we relate. relate to yeah. that in that moment you're transitioning from high school mm. to varsity mm. right and you're learning all these courses we are learning all these courses because they're preparing us to enter the work world right so they're shifting our way of understanding things mm. um all the technicalities that mm. come with the okay right? okay i got you i got you right yeah cool. got you so that's the event was getting into the varsity yeah. and moving on. Um, but what didn't they, in that process, the character that was being sharpened mm-hmm. is our tenacity, yeah, our resilience, sure, sure, our ability to see beyond the transcript, mm. right? Our ability to get the context out of the text. This is what's sure. been said, but what is not being said. Mm. Right, and that's what you now they deem professional skepticism. Yeah, no one can teach you that. Sure, per se, it's in the grooming of the what you see, which is the book, you know, reading mm. that you actually start to develop that thing. Right, you make friends in varsity, mm. and people go through stuff. Right, while you guys are friends, you're living in res, you guys are sharing a life together. You are starting to build this friendship, mm. and then a friend goes through something maybe traumatic or tragic and you're there to console them mm. and life goes on and you don't see anything like big or different about that moment. But five years later, you are a father mm. and your child has a traumatic experience and you are able to console them. Mm. Where do you get that character? Mm. It's all those life experiences you've been having where you've been showing up or having people show up for you that have sort of created a valve in you, almost like a storehouse. And now you are basically going into mm. those archives and pulling out what you need for mm. this moment. Sure. Sure. I have that thought. You see? Yeah. So that's how I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm showing you the event yeah. that leads I, to transition I, and the transition that leads I, to the event. Like I see it differently, man. Like I just see it. Like now <laughs> after this, I just see it differently. But I think it lends perfectly on the idea that life, I think life is just one big pipeline 
of of transitions and i think my thinking really and my my understanding of it i think the i was looking at it from more of the event triggering yes that cycle and i love what you just did to say that no 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 we can actually just uh control c control v just to say everything leading up to something that we are running towards we generally treat it as a transition mm. and apply the same principles so that now when the event happens probably those problematic then transitions will probably be somewhat handled in a way mm. like pre-handled obviously there's still st- stuff that will change because you never lived in that in that era oh definitely but i think having that mindset before that's why you say it's, it builds character yes i see you no i see it now <laughs> like i properly i properly see it true i think it's also um i've seen and i've read quite a bit where healers will go through people who are healers like naturally mm. um not necessarily like ubungoma only guys yeah but different types of healers sure sure who at younger ages or at some point in their lives go through really hard like life experiences mm. and like it's not enjoyable at all actually mm. but when they then work in the space of being healers mm. they understand why they went through those things sure because they needed to understand what it feels like so they can understand that you're not just a textbook dummy that sure. I'm treating sure right it's like if you have broken your leg before sure when you're treating someone with, with a broken yeah, leg yeah. you're not necessarily projecting your own feelings but you can understand mm. and it comes down with that thing of understanding when sure. i said comprehension is a powerful tool to character mm. right sure. when you can comprehend and understand you can do more sure and you can hit the right spot because knowledge will tell you that for example if you mix green um is it green with blue where you get no when you mix yellow and blue you get green yes the colors yes right? yes that's like uh yeah yeah, yeah. is it pre- we were talking pre- are they called primary colors primary colors yes yes, yes. that thing right that's yes. a tech- that's knowledge that's textbook knowledge yeah. if you mix blue with yellow, you get mm. green but the shade of green depends on how much of each oh, you put into the mix sure. Sure. No one tells you that. That comes with understanding mm. how that physics works. Because yes, it does create the mm. green, but the shade of green depends on the quantities of each. And, and that's something you know with the lived experience. Yeah. That's when you understand how you even got to green for the first sure. time. Sure. That you're able to then understand how you create shades. Sure. Sure. And I think that that touches that thought touches also on on one of the questions that we were also supposed to go into around obviously we can be the are we the subject of a transition or the yes. object like where i jb am going through this thing like we're trying to educate jb mm-hmm. um on how jb must handle his stuff but then the, the flip side of the coin is how should jb handle kwenga when mm. is, is 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 cool. I think one thing that is um that you've highlighted already is 
that lived experience. Say if I broke my leg and you broke your leg now, I sort of like know mm. sort of like how, what you're going through. I might not be able to decode fully because your story might also be unique to you, but I'm at least educated and equipped in that sense. But probably what are some of the things that you, you, you probably want to share around that space? Like how do we handle the people around us? Who, who are going through because the moment you go through a transition hi our relationship by default is going through a transition as well you know and this is where ghosting happens <laughs> and i'm a ghoster right oh! <laughs> <laughs> must consider your ways ghosting happens um people now feel like we related so well and then now you've changed gears now I can't relate with you. Sometimes legitimate, sometimes illegitimate. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a world where people actually. I guess this is not like a a, a word for hating people, but <laughs> they just make the best examples. <laughs> like people are wounded over friendships that didn't work out because people changed gears. Mm. Probably they didn't have the terminology for it. They didn't clarify each other. They didn't, you know. Mm. Because we are not handling those changes quite well. <laughs> what must happen there? <laughs> yeah. You know what, Jay, right? This yeah. is a very, like, packed. Yeah. Like, it's going to be so difficult to unpack. It's actually it. a thing. It's, eh? it's a thing. Yeah. And, and it comes in so many different forms and phases. And I actually don't even know how we're going to unpack it in this episode. But anyway, let's go. Yeah. So let's first agree on the fact that no person is an island. We need community. Sure. sure. Right? Sure. And if you don't believe me, think about the fact that you were not born alone. Like, yes, you were one man, mm. but you didn't come just by yourself. By yourself. You needed a community yes. to get you onto this planet. Yeah. Right? You needed the passage that was your mother. Yeah. You needed whoever was there to yeah, the receive you. The mid- that, yeah. You know what I mean? So from the onset, even your, wow. your conception wasn't one man show. Yeah. You know what I mean? That biological analogy that is given that there were a million of you running to... Yes! And then... (laughs) Then one hit and the others missed. You know? At some point... That's that's such a good thought. eh? Exactly. So at some point, you do need a community to help you along the way. Yeah. And what that community looks like will be different to everybody Mm -hmm. and for everybody. Sure. Right? Because... Here's another thing, right? Blood relation on its own is not enough to grant you sort of like permission or access, right? Mm. Into community. Sure. Right? Community needs to, you need to bring your own weight. You need to know what you're contributing to this part. Otherwise, you're going to drive everybody crazy. Sure. Right? And as you move in life and spaces and different transitions, you meet different people that then form part of this community and you have people that move out of the community, mm, mm, right? Mm, and fall off. Mm, mm, sure. The falling off may have many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> you may ghost at each other. Yeah. Your time might have just run out. Yeah. Right? Because some people mm, are in your life for a specific for season and that's and that. That's that. Right? We wow. move. No. And there's no beef, no nothing. No beef, right? It's just... We've run our course. Bye. Sure. Right. Um, what's also very important is we need to learn to read the room. Hmm. Like, I know it sounds very vague, yeah. but honestly, read the room. When JB got married, 
that on its own was enough reason to say this is a transition. And as much as JB would want to keep all of us close as we were, mm. the reality is he cannot. He, he has to look after his wife. He needs to find himself in this new space that mm. he's in. Mm. And that's read the room and give him the space he needs. Yeah. He knows where to find you. He'll call me. You know what I mean? It's not deep. I'm right? being I'm being told to close cupboards. <laughs> yes. Pick up, pick up your shoes. Where and your not socks. to put my shoes. Stop putting your keys everywhere. Put them in one spot, please. In my house. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you start a new job, right? That's an obvious transition. Like, give them a bit of room to find themselves in that space. Because now there's a lot expected. They're trying to figure it out. Sometimes as the person transitioning, you're so caught up in the transition that you don't even have the energy to tell people that I'm transitioning because I'm going through a lot right now, mm, mm. right? So you want them to read the room. Mm. You want, so as the community or the person close to whoever is going through the transition, I think one of our responsibilities is to simply be there. Sure. And that's hard. Very. It's very hard to sit in someone else's river and not like sink with them. This this is a common, a common, a common question but i'm gonna throw it also in this context sure. I, I, let, let me sit in and allow you to hmm. go through but ne, now you're you're defaulting now <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah i can see you're you're clowning mm. um how do i come into that space without making you feel like i'm probably not uh and undermining or i'm not understanding what you are what you're going through mm. i think in your previous episodes i'm yeah. not sure which one yeah you guys spoke about building before the storm yeah sure that's where that comes in mm. right you don't necessarily yeah you can't find new folks to call you out in the midst of your transition you need people who have already traveled with you to a certain degree because you already trust their judgment a rapport, yeah. right yes you guys have a good enough relationship where if i rock up after three months of silence and say, JB, no, dude, you're not going to take that negatively because mm. you know my heart. We have an, an, a good yeah. enough relationship for you to hear me for what I'm trying to say to you mm. sure. and not see it as a power trip. Sure, sure. Right. Or gal puppet mm. type vibe, mm. you know? Mm. So that's very important. Sure. I think where, and that's not usually an issue. To be honest, that's not an issue. Yeah. You will always find someone that's going to be like, dude, please hold up. Sure. I think the biggest issue that we face as people is where the community fails to show up for you in your transition. Mm. Where it is their prerogative and it is their duty. They've been put in that position mm. to be able to say, Jay, you're going to trip there. Sure. And they keep quiet. Mm. Okay. Right. I don't know who said this, um, but something along the lines of, we don't necessarily remember the words of our enemies. We remember the silence of our friends. Ah. Okay. <laughs> right? It's powerful. And it's, it's the truth. Because you don't get hurt when your enemy does bad to you. Because mm. you expect it. You're hardly shocked by something you sure. expect. But you will be cut to the core mm. by the betrayal of someone you considered a friend. Right, or a family member, if you considered them loyal. 
all my friends and family if i have not showed up i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> right yeah because of the nature of the relationship mm, sure so if i'm going through a transition mm. it's going to take everything in me to survive that transition it's going to take all my energy to survive that transition sure i don't need you as my trusted fellow in my community to also be a problem mm. right Mm. And here's another thing. Mm. You may be a community, but you're transitioning differently. Right? And sure. at different paces and at different phases. Sure. sure. Is the event where you are transitioning in a way that is material to the eye? So mm. people can see what yeah. you are elevating. Yeah, this is what is going on. So, some people in your community may feel threatened by that. Right? Mm. And want to bring you back to where you were because mm. that was what they were used very, to. Very comfortable. And that was comfortable. But here's a question. Why does the quality of our relationship and whether I'm loyal to you or not rest solely on me regressing? Why can't you elevate? Mm. Oh. Why can't you elevate so you can understand where I'm at? Not to say you need to copy Mm. be where I am. I think people, different thought. Sure. I think people drift apart naturally when they transition in different areas where they can't necessarily understand one another. Mm. For example, mm. you can transition and go into summer in your profession, yeah. right? Where yeah. you are booming. Booming. Big bonuses, big, man. That, like huge. Like I mean, six, that's what that. Yeah, like six figures. That's what the uh, career and professional summer looks like. Bonuses, exactly. And just yeah. In fact, two bonuses a year, once, right? <laughs> and I may be transitioning where I'm doing my transition is so inwardly focused. Yeah. Like my heart and my spirit, and I'm elevating. Sure. And because of that, we can still be great friends. Like we can still move in the same community. Mm. Because although our transitions are different, I'm at a point where we can understand one another. Mm. Because you understand what growth looks like in your view. Therefore, you can accept the growth of another. Sure, sure. In sure. whatever form mm. it comes. Mm. Right? The same way if you have gone through winter, like a season of winter, and now you're going into your spring, you can well understand someone that is going into the winter. Because you've been there. Right? Mm. So you can hold them in that space. You are sure, capable. Sure. The same way a grade 10 learner can have a lot of patience for a grade 5 learner mm. and show them the ropes because they've been there. They've been there. But you can't expect the same from a grade 5 to do the grade 10 because they've never been. Right? Mm. Mm. So it's also going to be very hard for the grade 10 to expect a certain level of support from the grade 5 learner. Mm. Because they simply don't have the capacity. Sure. And that's where grace comes in. Mm. You as the one transitioning also needs to have grace, grace to say, your people. my people have never been to the level that I am. They've never been even to the, as rock bottom as that may be or as a tip of the, they've just never been where I am. And therefore they can only support me to the level they've been. And I'm okay with and that. That's okay. Because you can only ever meet someone or support them to the level you've met and supported yourself, mm. Mm. right? Comprehension. Sure. Right? Because that's all you can understand. Sure. 
And that's the level of grace. I think then that says, let's be honest in our community. Because mm. if you're not honest to say, Jay, I see you going through a lot. I see this transition, mm. but I have no idea how to help you. Sure. Because I never experienced this. Mm. Mm. Then Jay can say, no, it's cool. I just need you around. I just yeah. need to know you're there. You're there, yeah. Right. That was me and Bullify. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I just need to know you're there, right? Because there's something about having a support structure that you can fall back on that allows you to hop higher. Sure. Right? You can get and leap because you know, even if I fall, they'll catch me. Mm. 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 Because a transitioning is going to a level you've never been to before. Sure. Right? High or low? Remember, I said it's not yeah, linear. Yeah. And so, because you're uncertain, you don't know what's going to happen after. Right? Sure. And also, transitions can be very lengthy. They can take years. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Sure. And so, you want to know, even if you have like a setback or something, you've got someone mm. in that space that can just hold your hand. Sure. And be like, ah, it's cool. I got you. And that's the primary like responsibility of a community. Mm. And so being a member of a community or a tribe, if you want to, depending on how you want to phrase it, has comes with that underlying and embedded responsibility of just simply being there. Mm. Mm. And it's simple. Sure. But it's also hard mm. because it's very hard to see someone transition and still treat them with the same level of respect and honor when they come out on the other side, because mm. you've seen the rock bottom. Sure. Oh. See, it's not for everyone. Yeah, no, this thing, yeah, yeah. I think how you just articulated, man. <laughs> Do you want to hit her on so you can catch your thoughts? Because it's getting late. It's late. But I want to do this, yes. and I don't want to stay here long. Yeah, we're trying um, not to do that today. And, and, and <laughs> so so I, my episode with Kosa, we try to like zone in more on the on the mind of a young man. Yes. Um, going through the, I don't know if you say life, well-marketed life transitions or mm -hmm. the more common and more visible transitions that um, men tend to go. Uh, and we were probably losing it m m much of the time. Um, uh, but I don't think we should stay long here. I don't know how, how, how you're going to tackle it. But probably as a young lady, um, what's your opinion on probably some of the, the, the mindset of a young lady in today's world and probably some of the heat spot Mm. transitionary moments um, and in, in the spaces that you, you find yourself in. Yeah. And I know I'm asking such a question that can an, an entire episode on its own. <laughs> but if you can just like give me five, 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 five six minutes on, on your thoughts around that. Mm. I think this is a difficult one because you know I'm an unconventional girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I'm not speaking for all girls. Disclaimer, please, <laughs> ladies out there. I love that more. <laughs> just do your thing, please. Just first do, of all, disclaimer. Do your thing. <laughs> um, I think, uh, from the onset, I cannot change that I'm a female. I yep. cannot change that I'm a black female. Yeah. This is also a thing in the 
like in the world of work specifically, and therefore you embrace it and be unapologetic that's, that's, about that's, it. That's, that's also very nuanced. The fact that you stand and say you you can't change it, I I love that thought. But in another world, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we can expand people, that. Some people don't think so. <laughs> some people think you can change. <laughs> we can expand that in another episode. <laughs> and so it, and because that. of that, yeah, I'm unapologetic about it. I am me. Okay. And I take me everywhere, first okay. of all. Sure. Right? Yeah. And me needs to be okay with being me, right? Because when I walk into a space, especially let's talk about, you know, the work world where you are a young professional, where you're still trying to make sense of this corporate world and mm. everybody has their own opinion. You have people closing doors because of their own insecurities. Mm. That cannot be part of the garment I wear. I cannot mm. adopt other people's fears and insecurities based on whatever experiences they've had and make them mine. Mm. I cannot walk into spaces that were never, um, what's the word, that were not occupied by people that look like me previously mm. and go in with that fear because it's never been done. Oh my gosh. Or this is how people that look like me have been viewed. Mm. That's on you. Sure. As the look on look after mm. me, that's on you, mm. right? I need to say I am this person. I am competent, and I deserve the seat mm. at this table. Sure. And because of that confidence, not arrogance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's confidence of I'm good at this. I suck at this, mm. and I'll work on this. I own the seat that I'm sitting on. Mm. I didn't get any favors. Mm. So let's let's tackle the subject matter. That's what we're here for. And I think that is one thing that we need across, even on social levels, where mm, women mm, specifically mm, mm, mm. constantly take jabs at one another because they've always felt they need to be in competition. Mm. They always need to rise above something or someone. Mm. And it's a dangerous school of thought, but I understand it. Like when you've been brought up or conditioned in an environment where performance is what gets you seen if performance mm. is what makes you worthy of being a woman if being if performing is what makes you have a certain seat at your family table then no wonder you're performing but who are you post that performance better yet who are you without that performance can you and this is what I think is the hardest. Can you accept being accepted, loved and respected without performance? Can that sit on you? Can you walk into a room where they acknowledge what you bring just because you're good at it mm. and they don't care about all the other mm. um, gimmicks you're giving? Can you accept that another woman can come into the life of someone you know, whether it be a friend mm. or whatever, share your space and not try and take up your space. They're sharing your space. They're not taking yours. Sure. Right? Mm. It's a mind thing. It's a conditioning thing. Mm. So for me, mm. as a woman, as a young professional, as a friend, mm. I always try and it's a constant try because something will trigger you somewhere yeah, or yeah. you will... But I'm always saying, today I'm coming here 
I'm only going to pass by here once. So whilst I'm here, let me bring my best. Mm. And also accept other people's best. Sure. Right? Let me accept that as much as somebody might love and respect me, or even fear me, mm. that might not necessarily be the emotion that drives the action. Mm. And that's okay. Sure. You need that level of grace. Mm. You need the level of grace that says, you love me. You're my best friend. But in that moment, your insecurity led your behavior. Mm. And I can forgive that. Sure. I'm not doubting your level of love for me as my friend. Yeah. But I can understand that in that moment, your insecurity led me, led you led, yeah. to do whatever you did. I can walk into a boardroom and say, I'm as competent as everyone sitting here. Yeah. Right. I know the subject matter as well as they do. Yeah. Maybe I lack on experience because they've been here for yeah. 20 years. But when we're all talking about the same thing. And therefore, I'll be confident in what I know. And I will be teachable in what I don't know. But I will not accept your insecurity as my own, nor will I accept it as a reflection of my identity. Because mm. it's not. Oh, those are the pillars that you've built in your mind. Yes. Wow. And that's how I navigate every space I'm in. Mm. And that's also how I try to reach other people to say, I can understand why you're doing that. Let's just unpack for two minutes. Why? And you will see that that behavior was led <laughs> by something, you know? So, wow. yeah. Am I answering your question? Yeah, no, you are like, bro, <laughs> you are on it. Like, you are on top of it. I'm like, on it. Yeah. You're dealing with so, it. You're dealing with it. Yes. I think. You're dealing with it. And I, even that whole inferior complex thing that we tend to have as people has a lot to do with the, that. Mm. Having to perform all your life mm. and then you find yourself in a space where you don't have to perform. You're good enough. Sure. And now you don't know how to be in a space where you're not having to perform. You just need to be. Sure. Sure. You just need to sure. be. Ah. I wish we could go ina and ina <laughs> and ina and ina and ina, you know. Because I I I, I can't say much, eh? I can't say much. This it's, is shocking. It's some no no. It's something that I I, I honestly want to study, mm. um and 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 not necessarily speak from a and just lightly for terminology purposes. Not speak from a masculine point of view, mm. um and, and 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 allow you to speak from the power of you being a female. Yeah. Um. And I don't really have to give you the opportunity to uh, to say, you know, sort of I'm just giving you a piece of the pie. No, I, the reason why I said I'm allow, I have to allow you to speak from your power as being a female. Because mm -hmm. there's so much power in being a female that is nowhere near being masculine. Mm. Yeah, so many things that you, you guys have as females that we absolutely do not have. As, as 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 masculine males, and I think that the disconnect has been that the the project for ages has been to masculate, if that's a word. Yeah, you're making it a word for now. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Masculate females, but I feel like that 
takes away the inherent power Precisely. of what it means to be female. And when I when I see when I see and hear what you are saying, the common mind will say that's a masculine approach. But mm-hmm. that's not a masculine approach. That's just a confident approach to what you th- and I think it's lacking so much. Uh because when it's not how you articulate it, and the the closest version of that is a masculinity police where now males are being punished for being males mm. by females who have fighting and, and I understand uh, you know there, there's just too many nuances around it that's why I don't want to speak much because it's, we, need, we need a whole we need a whole set on it we need a whole set and and uh, and it, it, it's in, it, it, it's I think after this transition thing I'm going into gender stuff is this you trying to say I must come back? Yeah, you're definitely going to come back. You are <laughs> definitely going to come back. You know, because, and I, I don't want to speak much yeah. yet because I'm still studying it a lot. Uh, but I do have my observations and views, but I want us to to to, to break it down more when when, when we have, but, but I, I wanted to pick your, your brain on that. And I almost, I almost see the, the pillars that you, you've, you've structured around that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah, we will touch it more on the on the other side. But probably as a last, maybe let let me let me prick you a bit and like probably go through, go in deep. I think we probably have like I can give us some fifteen minutes, um, probably to to the level of your comfort. Sure. Any maybe one transition that you vividly went through. That you think there's probably good nuggets <laughs> to to pull out to the level of your comfort. Oh, shucks. <laughs> um, I'm, the reason is there are so many transitions. Yeah. Um, I'll say, I think the most hectic, call it that, hectic um, transition is moving. Let me say, moving out of home. Right, okay. because of a toxic living environment, right? Okay. And well, this is like nuclear family, right? This is like parents um, oh. and my and my sister, yes. And moving away from that. You're joking. No, for real. When is this? Um, no, oh, dude, this was like, like twenty twenty one. It's very fresh, eh? Yeah, it's, it's, it's recent. This is probably the first time I'm even ever yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Ever. Um, and moving out of that, um, basically leaving uh, my father. So moving out as the girl, so to say, my mom, my sister, and me. Yeah. Um, because of the toxic living environment, um, that was going to a point of violence, right? Mm. And I could talk on this like forever, but that transition for me was for a very long time, twenty years probably. Mm. living in that situation and it escalating and you know um having um a father of influence right because he's a pastor um and he's and other stuff Mm. and so even in the family you know being the eldest he's well respected and whatever and everybody knew the abuse of power that was happening Mm. but and they would tell you right Mm. i'd have people in my family the day we moved um, I didn't tell anyone when we moved. Mm. Um, you're hearing it for the mm. first time right mm. now that mm. we moved. Mm. Um, and having them call, having 
uncles call and say, you know what? No, I know that this is what you guys were facing. Um, I've seen it. We've also experienced some level of it as, you know, the family. Mm. And I think you did well. But sure. to, to remove yourself. But at no point did anyone sort of vouch for us. No mm. one stood up for us. Sure. At no point were we, okay, I was probably because I was silent. But at no point was my mother silent about it, mm. right? Everybody knew, right? People have seen mm. and they still chose not to choose me. Mm. right mm. so then for me that showed me a transition on what loyalty looks like loyalty is not a byproduct of blood relation mm. loyalty is a choice sure right and it's not one that you can expect just because related by blood mm. Mm. even that living that situation could have made me dispel god because a pastor that treats you that way cannot serve a loving God. So who is God? And those are transitions in thought, like mm. you call school of thought and ideologies, where you then learn that you have to find some things on your own. Mm. You have to dig deep on your own. And the sure. help and the warmth and the security and the support that you need doesn't always come from the places you expect. Right, there will be, you will always have it. Rest assured, you will always have it. It just won't always come from the places you expect. Right? Mm. And the very people who can soothe your heart can also rip it open. And to get to a point in transition for me where I say, at some point, I was a granddaughter. Mm. Like, my paternal grandfather passed when I was in grade 10. Mm. I loved him. He loved me. Mm. Oh, that man loved me. Sure. He literally protected us. I was his that's, first that's grandchild. That's your father's father. Yes. Mm. He protected all of Like his love was, I don't think I've experienced like mm. that. And I'm like, you know what? And then he passes and I'm like, who am I? Mm. When I don't have that support. Mm. And a part of me in that transition was like, because uh, my support and my security is gone, mm. everybody can do as they please because no one's going to stand up for me. He's mm. gone. Mm. Right? Mm. But then what did he teach me while he was still here? Mm. He always said, he always taught truth. Mm. And he may have fallen short like all of us at some aspects of yeah. it. But he also showed me that even when you can't like articulate what you want and you can't face the devil that you have to, mm. you still have the option to love. And you can love someone without being in their space. So I love my family, my extended family. I love my father. Mm. But none of them have acted towards me from a place of love. They love mm. did not lead their actions towards me. Mm. And because of that, we cannot be in the same space right now. And that's okay. Because another community has formed in mm. their place to, to give me the support, to give me the love, to show me that at the end of the day, we are all spirit beings walking this earth. And at any point, you can have a helper 
that doesn't share your DNA. Mm. Because God's dope like that. He works like that. And so one day where people have chosen his side or whichever side, people will always have freedom of choice. And that's what's beautiful. Sure. Truth. This is what I've learned in my transition, in this particular transition, is that truth is liberal. Truth is patient. It will let you gallivant the whole world looking for its imitations and it will watch you. Because at the end of the day, truth was there before any of us were. And it must accept us into its presence. And so for that reason, I will never feel like, okay, let me say I've never mm. to this date, like post that transition, mm. felt the need to fight for my truth to be heard and understood mm. because it will withstand the test of time. Sure, Truth lets you go. And that's why God is true. He'll let you go because you have freedom of choice. Mm. You can choose everything other than truth and truth will still remain truth. Until you come back to it. And so I think that's where uh, some part of my confidence comes as a person. Is to say, you can decide what you want. You can choose what you want. You can do what you want. That's okay. Mm. I'm not going to force my truth. I'm not going to force my experience. I'm not going to force my ideologies. But what is will remain. And at some point, you and I will come back to the feet of truth. And we'll agree. We may see it from different perspectives, but we'll still be seeing the same object. And so at some point when we are both talking to truth, we'll agree. Hmm. Jesus. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have a couple of, so, so uh, how do you go through that? And what shapes that perspective that you have now? Because mm. um, it's not dismissive, it's not ugly. Um, but when I look at the potentialities for it having been so, they are well marketed, they are well guarded, and they're easy to understand. So, who, who played that role? Um, how do you still see things that way, regardless of your experiences, um, the legitimacy of what you feel, but you you can still leave the space um, and 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 not I don't want to say not cancel out, but the people who you had expected to stand up for you at least did not, but you understand. You found understanding in that where probably someone would not. Uh, why did you keep quiet? Why did you not try to do anything about this? Mm. Um, oh, interesting. You, you spoke about God. Mm. Um, a lot of people would cast strong aspersions on God and rejective aspersions. Um, if you are leading this guy, and this is what he's doing. Uh, how 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 did it happen? Mm. Um, and you, you probably asked those questions, but you came out on the other side. What's going on? 
you are very right i let me start with the last part um i did have those questions mm. a lot sure right um and i was also like even in church right mm. you would be like i would say all of these people are here worshiping reading the word fellowshipping and they don't see the duality of it all and then i would go to you know their houses and i'd be like these people are living double lives mm. lack of a better word so learning to live in duality for me was a thing right mm. good and evil always but by the same people mm. but it was not new it's always been yin and yang they call it some Mm. there's always nothing's all bad and nothing's all good there's a bit of you know but at that point i was probably about 10 mm. and i was like you know what i've seen people like my maternal grandmother mm. and my paternal grandfather yep. who who know god mm. or at least claim god right and i've seen and i've felt them mm. and they for me they're true but I've also seen people who claim the same gospel, but live in duality. Mm. Is it a cover? Is it so that they can earn a certain space? So then I decided to myself, you know what? And I said, God, if you are real, I'm going to need you to be real for me. Mm. And if you are real, I would like you to be as real as the God I see in my grand. Hmm. Because I think that's close. Sure. The God I see in my mom, who can withstand this situation for all these years and still be a, like a light-hearted, loving person. But if you're not any of that, I just need you to come close yeah. to me. Yeah. And he did. And he's never left my side. And there have been instances in my life, even near-death experiences in my life, where I said, Actually, they would have been gone clean. Mm. But I came back because he was like, you're not done. And because I felt him and because I've experienced him and I'm calling him, but you, when you realize that God is just, the spirit of God is not necessarily gender conforming. It's so big. Yeah, yeah, and once yeah. you've experienced and had that encounter with spirit, yeah. you can never really explain it, but you know it to be true, number one. Mm. Number two, it gives an overwhelming amount of grace that you can pour out to everyone because you get to a point where you say, I wish they could experience it. Mm. Because if mm. they did, they wouldn't play church. Really? There would be church. Sure. Because church is not mere a collection of bricks and cement. Mm. Church is your ability to connect to creator. Mm. Church is your ability to move beyond your body and listen to your soul and remember your assignment. Sure. And until that point where you are able to actually listen to your soul, right? Mm. You don't necessarily have a grasp on life and what you're here for. Mm. And it's at that moment that I realized that actually I too played a part in this mm. because before I came onto this planet, my assignment was laid forth and I accepted it. And it included living amongst people that would hurt me because I needed that character sharpening for what lies ahead. Mm. 
And therefore, I'm able to forgive and move on because I'm able to say, it sucks that it came through you. Mm. But beyond that, because that is a physical thing that I have as a, you know, as a kid. Sure. But actually, beyond that, in the greater scheme of things, when we were sitting with creator as part of creator, I agreed on this assignment. Mm. And therefore, I accept the whippings that come with it because I need them. I agreed to them. And therefore, God can heal me from them. Sure. Because now I have not let those experiences become me. I've taken the lessons and left the experience, mm. like the actual hurt. Sure. And you know you've healed from a transition when you can remember what happened and what it taught you without feeling the same level of anger or pain you did when you were going through it. Mm. Sure. And then the other part of how can I be so... Like, yeah. I've come to understand the power of self-preservation. And I can never hold self-preservation against you because it's an innate part of who we are. You either fight or flight. And self-preservation will more often than not make you flight or remain dormant and not confront because you want to preserve yourself. You want to be safe. Mm. And it's unsafe to confront danger. It's unsafe to say mm. to your breadwinner, I don't like A and B. <laughs> because you're putting yourself in harm's way. Bread. Bread is good. <laughs> you get, it's unsafe. And so I'll always understand self-preservation. And I'll not hold it against I don't think anyone should. Mm. You move. Right? Mm. You move. And it's also, when you're the first in anything, yep. it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Because no one has necessarily done it before sure. you. No one has experience. No one's going to tell you how it is. But you have to go through it. Because somebody has to. Otherwise, you never break any barriers. Sure. If you've all lived in a lie for centuries and someone comes and tells you the truth, it's not comfortable, right? And so self-preservation then comes in. Like, oh, you know, you want to keep yourself safe. It's okay. Mm. Remember what I told you about truth? You're free to choose. Sure. Ah! Um, JB's listeners, I'm sorry. At the moment, your host is very busy. He looks <laughs> like he's thinking <laughs> very deeply. Hey, you can answer. You, your answers are mad, man. <laughs> I don't think he'll invite me back, guys. Your answers are mad. <laughs> yes, sir. Next question. So, so, so. Are we closing? Yeah. <laughs> so, so what then? What, what? So then post the entire thing. Yeah. So I asked you a question. Um, say, how, 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 where are you getting all of this? And that's what you just answered now. Yes. Um, you, you took yourself there to, to a place where you, you are aware that, okay, in this thing that's going on now, God is going to be you. Mm. You deliberately did that. Mm. Yes. 
And you have to. I would think. Sure. You have to. You there's a point where you when you experience so much disappointment and hurt where you actually realize, man, there's gotta be more to this life thing. Sure. Because there's no way I will, you know, get all these injuries, lack of a better word, mm. for vibes. Sure. There's got to be. And so God or creator, depending on whatever you want to call him, you got to come and make it make sense, yo. Mm. You need to. Because that's all you have to go on. And that's the thing with revelation. It comes to you because it's yours. Mm. And no one else will get it even if you do explain it. So you, And sometimes if you explain it to other people prematurely, you kill it. Mm. Right? Because sometimes the road is so broad that when you try and explain it, you diminish it because you're trying to bring it to language that we can understand. Mm. And sometimes you can't. Mm. But once you know it, once you know it, and you are utterly convinced, you'll pursue it. And in your pursuit of it, the right community will form around you. How, 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 how? Unsure was that entire process. Oh, the whole thing is unsure. Even today, there's uncertainty. Yeah. Always. There's always And how do you live with uncertainty? <laughs> you need to learn to sit. You know what the thing with uncertainty is? Yeah. It's control. We want to oh, be in okay, control. Okay. Right? Okay. okay. And uncertainty reminds you, you are not. Mm. There are variables within the cycle mm. of transition that you may be, but yeah. you're not in charge of the whole thing. Sure. And That's so powerful. That's powerful. you need to know when to take a step and you need to know when you need to sit down and exit. Mm. Sure. You need to know when to pull and when to push and when to sit. And I think the most important thing or what we fear the most is sitting and being silent. That's why many people struggle with meditation. Because as soon as you sit for the first 10 seconds, you think about everything you have not done. Your mind is like running wild. Mm. And in our our cycles, we call it quiet time. Yes. Just sit and shut up. Yeah, just literally. Yeah, sit and shut up. It it sounds so dumb and stupid, but it's actually so powerful. It is. Because that's actually when you can hear your soul speak. Yeah. Because it's not going to shout. There's no need. You mm. need to quiet your mind so that, you know that scripture that says, um, don't conform to this world, but mm. be transformed by the renewing of, of your mind. mind. Yep. It's because, and I heard this recently, everything the mind knows, which is knowledge, is based on past tense. Okay. The mind cannot fathom future, nor does it know future. But the soul does. So it's very hard for the mind to conceptually make mm. sense of what the soul what is. has not been programmed. Yes, it's prompting. And that's why even when you're sitting in quiet time for the first time, if you, I think even if you've been doing it for a while, your brain will tell you about everything you haven't done or some checklist, things you have. Because it's fighting. Mm. Because as soon as you tap into that space of where your soul is communicating, it's beyond language. That communication is beyond language. Mm. 
Mm. But you understand it, mm. right? Because the greatest form of comprehension happens beyond language. Sure. So, yeah. Sure. That's my two cents. No, it's not two cents. <laughs> <laughs> this is a million dollar conversation. Yes, sir. I, I don't know. I don't want to end this. Ah, bro, uh, we have to. Next thing, we're here for three hours. I don't want to end this. I really don't want to end this. You, there are going to be questions after this. <laughs> yeah, please ask all those questions. <laughs> I must come back. But I really think, hmm, those are so proper. Can I also tell you something yeah. about transition, which is something you mentioned yeah. um, in your previous monologue? Um, yeah, in yeah. your monologue, where you said the paradox of transition is that it attacks the very thing you need. Yeah. And I wanted to expand on that and say, yes, it attacks the thing you need to get through the transition, yeah. but it also attacks the very thing you're going to need post the transition into the new phase. So, for example, wow. You might be going sure. into a phase where you're going to need to make critical decisions. Mm. But right now, everything in your life is falling apart. Mm. That's enough to drive you insane. But you need your sanity for the critical ah, decisions that sure, lie ahead. Sure, 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 sure. You see what I mean? So therefore, the transition will shake you to a point where you need to discern what it is you need to hold on to. Mm. Because there's certain things you need to fight for so that you can use them in the next phase. Um, you might be going into a phase where you're going to need to counsel people. Mm. And right now in the transition, you're going through like a hectic breakup, makeup, um, altercation with a person that's making your heart, your heart hard. Mm. It's hardening your heart. You're getting angry. You have resentment. Sure. Post that transition when you're actually going into a space where you need to now counsel people. It's going to be hard for you to tap in because you are, your heart sure, is hard sure. from those experiences. Mm. So you don't have room for them. Mm. So it's not just about the things you need so that you can no. get through. It's, it's also the things you're going to need post this transition. And also transitions that I found are very hard to navigate. It's easy to to navigate spring to summer because you're just going from more to yeah. more. But when you're going from summer to fall, which is autumn, guys, but yeah. the reason I use the fall, fall term it's, it's because the, things are falling up. The imagery attached yes. to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, winter so is powerful. like black. Yeah. That's very hard because as much as you like you're holding on, mm. they continue to fall. Sure. And that might be people you thought you'd never lose. I mean, it's hard to lose stuff. Mm. But you can always make things back. You can lose money. Yeah. You can make bad-ass decisions. You yeah, can make yeah, really, really yeah, bad yeah, decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can make it back. But a relationship cuts you deep mm. because you feel like you've invested time, you've sure, invested sure. so much. You never thought you'd gonna, do life yeah. without this person. But then you realize afterwards that you actually still need to have room in your heart to make new relationships. Mm. And when you're holding on to relationships that have fallen apart, you don't have the room to forge new ones. Mm. Nor do you have the room to actually fully understand why they ended. Right? And so you'll go around bleeding on people who didn't cut you. <laughs> because you're just too afraid to deal with the wound. 
<laughs> it's okay to accept the fact that and acknowledge that you've been cut. Yeah. Here's the wound. I've yeah. been cut. Treat it. What does treating it look like? Depends. All right? On the scenario. Mm. Maybe you need therapy. Maybe you need to address yourself. Because mm. sometimes we don't want to acknowledge what we've done. Mm. Sure, right? sure. In, sure. In the scenario. It's good and well to say everybody did this. Mm. But that went south. What did you do? What did you contribute Whoa. in this transition? And for the most part, transitions are more for us than the next person. Mm. Because you cannot contribute to the world that which you do not have. Mm. Right? And please, guys, we have had enough people live, leave this world having not contributed what they should have. And that has fallen on every mm. generation. Mm. You know this thing that we, mm. we you mm. hear often where people saying they are breaking generational curses? Yeah, yeah. They're the first. Those are things that have happened because people have left this earth without completing their assignments. But and because of that, the world still needs to continue. Yeah. It still needs. Listen, we needed a liter of milk, for example. Yeah. We needed a liter of milk. And you left, and we only had 250 meals. Mm. We didn't stop needing a liter. Sure. We still needed that. But now we're going to need 1.2 because that is going to start like draining out. The 250 that you left mm. is going to start draining out. Because we have to wait for the next generation of cows, like an mm. energy guys, yeah. to grow, produce milk so we can start. By the time that happens, now we need 1.2. Mm. So isn't it weird that things that happened, for example, people that like politics, mm. the things that the likes of Chris Hani and Steve Bantubiko were complaining and crying about or like putting out in their ideologies are still very prominent today. Mm. Years later, Right, certain things that were in the Bible times still manifest today. We haven't progressed. It's because of that regression where we leave without doing what we were supposed to do, so we have to constantly keep reincarnating until we do it. We can't afford it. We can't. Please, please say goodbye to our people because if we don't, we will continue. <laughs> Ladies and gents, bad. you're bad news, man. Listeners ah. of nuanced insights and more. I hope today we brought you something to think about. Um, I hope we have helped clear some confusion and caused some confusion <laughs> so that you can go and do some, some necessary confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, JP, thank you for mm. having me. Mm, 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 mm. Remember, I didn't think I would come because I thought, what would I come here and say? Mm. But thank you for having me. Mm, mm, mm. Um, let's continue the conversation. Let's be open to conversation. Mm. Let's be open to seeing our hearts, right? Let's be open to the possibility that the bad that we experience has good to teach us. Mm. Let's be open to forgiving mm. as much as we've been forgiven. Let's be open to the possibility that every transition that we go through is for our good. Mm. And let's hold all those in transition with grace and love. <laughs>